gonna be okay. I'm the one that's failing here. You you look like don't cry, bud. Don't cry. I need you. We're right keeping now. all what you okay. just said right now, too. Okay. <laughs> Go. Okay. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the All Star Comics Podcast. I am your host tonight, not Jonathan Cote. This is Blake Starling, and joining me on the panel tonight is Roger May. Blaine Long John. Johnny Morales. We are a review podcast, and tonight we will be reviewing some excellent books. We're going to be doing some questions. We're going to be doing some trivia. And later on, Mr. Johnny himself is going to be giving us some news. Yep. So without further ado, let's start those reviews. Yeah, you got it right. Who wants to go first? You really can't help but slide into that late night NPR <laughs> thing, can you? It's Lies. like trying to be sensual. This is sensual jazz right now. Yeah. Hey, I'm here, by the way, too. My name is Matt. Matt producer. Yeah. producing. That hey, voice Matt. sounds like it shouldn't be anywhere near a playground. This is my voice, <laughs> right? Wow. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's Johnny with the zingers with ice cream stickers on the side. <laughs> Roger, do you want to go first? Yeah, let's have Roger go um, first. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, this week, uh, I got to read one comic um, before today, and that was uh, Marvel Knights, number one, uh, by Donny Cates, art by Travel Foreman, I think. Um, this was actually um, a surprising book for me. It's it's by Donny Cates, so, I mean, I was expecting good things. Um, but it it still surprises me how much... Donny Cates is able to change up his tone and storytelling from one book to the next. Um, like his, you know, his venom is 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 pretty dark uh, and and action packed. Um, his Cosmic Ghost Rider is just weird, you know, crazy goodness. This one is a more it has a more deliberative tone and pacing in the book, and it starts with uh, Daredevil. Uh, not remembering who he is. Okay. How it's, it starts with him. Like he can't, he knows he's blind, but he's not sure why he can see. Um, and Punisher uh, comes up to him and he basically tells him that, you know, everybody's been mind wiped and that he's trying to let it, you know, to tell him who he is and that he's needed to, to get in this fight. And then you find out that, yeah, that, Everybody, you know, has been mind wiped, and there, are, there's a, there's a, a who's who of Marvel in this book, uh, both on the hero side and the villain side, um, and looks like uh, it's going to be a pretty cool story. I don't know how much they've got planned after this. It's basically commemorating the 20th anniversary of the Marvel Knights franchise, but. It was it was really strong. I liked it a lot. I'd give it uh, four. Who, who's the artist? Uh, the Travel Foreman. Okay, I'm not, I don't think I'm familiar. That's cool. What's so you you would like the art? I think. Charlie. Yeah. Are we yeah. Are, are we just following Daredevil in yeah. in this specific issue? For for this issue, it's Daredevil. Okay. I would assume because Marvel Knights handled several different um, properties. Right. Back in the. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. They and got a Punisher one yet? I think there's a Punisher. It would make a lot of sense to me if each issue, you know, if it advanced the same story, uh-huh. but um, highlighted different characters from the original Marvel Knights franchise. Okay. And is this rated M or? 
Um, I. It is. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That was the whole premise well, of T Marvel plus. Knights. T plus. Sorry, oh, well. T plus. Yeah, I mean, okay. they, they um, stretched I mean, some things not, with T plus. It's not, it's not that bad. And the Marvel Knights franchise was never like Max. Max was right. a mature line. Oh, yeah. Especially um, Punisher. But uh, the Marvel Knights was was always around. It's kind of like more of a street level type, uh, take on yeah. things. That's cool. Well, this one, this one goes. It takes all the street level characters, mm-hmm. and it it kind of expands uh, their domain a little bit. It's not. I mean, it's not cosmic level, but it's you know basically somebody somebody you find out at the at the end the most likely candidate has caused all of the Marvel universe to forget who they are. Oh, and forget each other. But it's not impossible for you to um, recall that information. Uh, it's just that they they need to find their they need to find their way back to right their back to it. Okay. Basically, they have to they have to remember who they who they are. Right. Um, it's pretty good. It actually looks like the second issue is written by Matt Rosenberg. Oh, he's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he did uh, Multiple Man, which I talked about last week. I the like artist I am unfamiliar with. So. Who's the artist? Um, Henrik Borman? Yeah, Henrik. Henrik oh. Sean. No, I'm not sure. I, I have no idea. Because it's Marvel Knights, it's its own continuity, right? Like um, uh, like Ultimate was and everything like that? I No, I don't I don't think it's... it's own um, universe or you know an alternate universe I'm pretty sure that these stories take place in 661 proper Uh, so I I wouldn't swear to it but right I think it's all you know within the continuity of the Marvel Universe it just has a different um, tone and style of storytelling right cool okay I mean yeah I I was looking actually to pick that up and read it um but I, I i found some other stuff that i was a little bit more interested in uh talking about but i'm glad that you brought this one up because yeah i was uh when this was announced at uh, i think it was announced at san diego uh i was actually very excited and then i got worried because they were gonna push donny cates too far yeah it's pretty good yeah I mean, the only thing that worries me is having you know uh, Having one writer for the first issue, one writer for the second yeah. issue, one writer for, you know, you're basically it's a jam project that you're you're passing you're passing the baton um, from one guy to the next, and I don't, it, you know, that's probably fine as long as as long as somebody is responsible for the overall story. I think that that that's what they announced is like that. Donny Cates is overseeing the whole story. Okay, so that would be cool. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, like uh, the other issues are just as good as this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely interested in in following it through to the conclusion. So, mm. that's it. Four. You said four? Four. Nice. Cool. Nice. Mr. Johnny, do you want to go next? I can go. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I have some a uh, couple of comics, but I decided to go with this one because it's constantly just amazing. Um, and that's The Wicked, The Divine, uh, The Funnies, which... Um, during their like breaks uh, between story arcs, they they come out with these specials, um, and um, 
they said that they had time for one more special, but they already uh, filled in like the gaps and historical stuff. So they decided to do this issue for fun. And it is a bunch of creators getting together and doing s sort of little s silly side stories. Uh, there's one, uh, a personal favorite of mine, that's uh, written and drawn by Chip Zdarsky. And it's literally Karen Gillan and uh, Jamie McKelvey going and uh, <laughs> beating a person who's supposed to be part of the Pantheon. Um, mm -hmm. But he's not attractive enough to be in their book. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, it's silly stuff like that. Right, um, right, right. Honestly, it's it's very funny and entertaining. There's a story in there by Karen Gillan. Uh, it's just like just as long as you know that you're not supposed to take this seriously, then it's it's just an enjoyment. Then okay. I think you should be good for fans of the Wicked and the I can never say this that fast. It's something the Divine, right? Um, it you know. Uh, it's pretty enjoyable because right. Uh, right now they're gearing up towards their last arc. Literally, it's going to start, I think, in December, which I think is going to be six or seven issues. And then they're done? And they're, then they're That's done. That's it for Wicked and Divine? Yeah. Okay. Have and they announced if they're going to work on anything else together? Uh, together? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, but okay. they they love working together between yeah. Phonogram and uh, Young Avengers and all that yeah. stuff. It's just they know how to work well together. Yeah. Uh, and this... Uh, is one of my favorite books, and I believe that it's going to be like many people's favorite books uh, because it's just amazing. Each issue is is just better than the last. Do you buy the physical of these? Uh, so I have the trades, uh, okay. and then um, since I'm caught up now, I I'm picking them by issue nice. by issue. Nice. So yeah, I'm. So you really like that? That's how I know you really like this series because you're actually picking up the physical of it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I I mean I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm really excited for the end. It's going to be a little bit bittersweet because, you know, I won't be getting any more stories from them. Right. Uh, or at least from this type of um, from the Wicked and the Divine. But I'm, I'm excited to see what else they do next. Uh, and yeah. this issue is just like I said, it's just a bunch of fun, fun funnies and references to like old uh, comic strips and things like that. Oh, OK. Yeah. So like. If you just open it up and look at it, it's like, oh, this kind of looks like, um, you know, uh, there, there's a Scooby-Doo gag in there, you okay. know, where they're yeah. like the Pantheon is just following this monster around. And it's just it's silly. Yeah. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. OK. Kayla here. Quick question. Was Lucifer in it? Lucifer was in it. Yes. OK. Well, what I would think, you know, normally this is uh, Wicked and Divine is a pretty intense series, mm -hmm. and so I think that this one was probably a nice break. Yeah, to have some levity and and probably like you said for for real fans of the series who know all the characters, all the plot points that they're kind of playing off and making fun of. So yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> well, I'm sure if somebody who never read Wicked and Divine picked this up, there would be. M a majority of stuff that was going over their head. Yeah. Um, for, for the most part, uh, probably. Um, or given the wrong impression. Uh, yeah. Like, this is way different than uh, other issues from uh, this series. Yeah. Um, I do like that Chip Zdarsky wrote Jamie McKelvey as a stereotypical uh, British brute. He talks, like, in it and, like, stuff like that. And it's just, it's very funny because I, Jamie McKelvey is not like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. What would you rate it, sir? Uh, four. Nice. 
I, this is a rumor. I did hear that they might be turning Awakened in a Vine into a TV series. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but maybe. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad. You'd be down for that, right? Hell yeah, I would. Yeah. Oh. Mr. Blaine, do you want to go next? Let's do it. All right. What did you review tonight, sir? So I did The Green Lantern, number one. Okay. Grant Morrison. What was that? Is that better? Can you even hear it right now? How? <laughs> okay. He's got the good ears. Sorry. So, yeah, The Green Lantern, number one, Grant Morrison. The return of uh, Grant Morrison. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully right. it's good because um, he can be weird sometimes. True, true. Liam Sharp on art. Uh, this is the book that I think you, Matt and you and me were talking about it, that this takes over Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. This is the new placeholder for that spot. Um, very different than any Green Lantern you've read for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, it harkens back to something that like you would read maybe, we're talking maybe even like right before Kyle Rayner takes over the mantle. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's like an 80s feel to it, Guy Gardner-esque. Very space cop. Starts out murder mystery kind of thing going on and it slowly introduces the main character, obviously Hal Jordan. And uh, yeah, it's really cool, man. The artwork, this uh, Liam Sharp, I think you were telling me Blake has been around for a long time too. Yeah. So that's why you get that nostalgic feel. Yeah. It literally feels like you're reading a comic book in 1989. Very uh, psychedelic. Yeah, very psychedelic. The way that the paneling is done, it harkens back to uh, the Alan Moore days of incorporating art in the entirety of the picture, not just boxing it into one area, which is really cool. It's able to kind of jump out. And that's a really big thing about this book is, yeah, Grant Morrison's super wordy. And if you've ever read a Grant Morrison comic, you know that he's gonna have crazy, awesome technology and it's gonna be fanciful and fun and science fiction-y. But the art in this book really, really sticks out, man. It's really good. Um, it's a buildup to how Jordan essentially gets told by the uh, one of the guardians that something is amiss and that there is some something bad's coming real bad and it has to do with possibly the anti-monitor and some really old bad green lantern villains that we haven't seen in a long time that haven't really been touched hopefully since grant morrison or jeff johns has messed with it we're talking weaponier stuff like that, um, yeah. Cordian stuff. The the uh, the neg not the negative zone, but the uh, what's it called? We're cord. Where's yeah. Cord at? Um, it's not the negative zone. No, it's uh, no. Matt might know. It is the negative zone because the phantom zone. Yeah, it would be the ne yeah, yeah. So they're the going into zone. that. They're ex it, I don't I don't want to spoil anything. The negative zone, Marvel. Yeah. I think. But I think don't. You're right. But yeah, the does DC have negative zone too? The Phantom Zone is... There's they have Phantom one. Zone, this and then there's... Cord, this is yeah. where the Sinestro forged his ring. Anyway, somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. We, it, it's where Sinestro created his core. Um, okay. I'm going to Google it. It's really cool, though. Um, it's setting up what feels to be almost like a hybrid of traditional super epic space war style Green Lantern stuff that we're used to and the old original roots of it being a space cop out there handling issues and, you know a human element to it, I guess, is what Hal Jordan's kind of been missing. So is this a relaunched Green Lantern, or is there... Yes. Okay, so it's like a new... Num it's it's in continuity. Absolutely. It takes the oh, placeholder okay. of the Hal Jordan and Green Lantern. Oh, right, that's book. what it was. Very different style of book than, I think, that anything... 
that I've read in a while from DC, and that's probably because it is Morrison, and he's doing it intentionally. Right. We'll see how it goes, though, man. I can't read Morrison issue to issue, man. <laughs> he's just, gnarly. He's yeah. gnarly. It's almost like reading when you do John's Doomsday. It's really hard to read that issue to issue mm-hmm. because of the context that it's written in, and he does that in spades. I mean, yeah. Morrison is the long burn kind of guy, like a dance yeah. slot, but on psychedelics. Um, That's the best way. Antimatter universe. The antimatter universe. Yeah, there you go. There That's what go. How could you forget? <laughs> so the weapon ear, the weapon ear at the end of the issue is getting Apologies. his heart extracted by the uh, man, the, the black stars, or the what is it? The dark stars. The yeah, dark stars. the dark stars are extracting his Which, heart, uh, and they're Vendidi. Did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Venditti was messing with them. Who are? This is all super old characters too that were used way back in the day, and he's bringing them all back together. And what they're doing is they're trying to create the ultimate antimatter lantern. Dude, this is the... freaking. It's insane. It's amazing. Insane. But yep. so overall, I think it's a great start. Yeah. Traditional Green Lantern fans. I'm talking the people that we talk to every day in here. Um, you know. You, everybody, we all we all know what we're typically used to when we read a Green Lantern comic book. Short of Green Lanterns, which is kind of different. This is different. This is very this, different. And this is monthly? This is monthly. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, let's see if we get some delays because this is a lot of art and detail. It it's probably weird. won't be that big every issue. The last time I've seen Man. a DC comic book look like that was Yannick Paquette, Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. Which mm. was a long time ago. Right. Um. You know the part where he's fighting essentially uh, the hobos that are posing that as that giant like gopher, right? But when he's in the desert, yeah, and he and he's saying that he finds out he knows yeah. that they're aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he beats yeah. them up, dude. It, when when he punches one, it was a very Morrison it's, thing where he's like, I just have to find out which one of you is the brain. Like that felt it's like, like such Charleston a Morrison Heston moment. Meets Captain Kirk in yes. that moment, like fighting in the desert. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's what it was like, dude. It yeah. was, and it's good. Yeah, Morrison's good because it knows what it is. Like you know what I mean? Um, it's got that '50s science fiction feel. Yes, in a go, lot of ways pulpy. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah. This it's, is cool. It's really cool, man. Um, For um, someone shark. that's not really into the Green Lantern lore, mm-hmm. is this a good jumping on point? Yes. Yeah. This 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 would pull you in, Johnny. So okay, my question really is is like. Is there so much stuff in here, so much Green Lantern lore that it might be confusing to new readers? No. no. Because like you mentioned, the antimatter universe and, right. and the core, and it's just like... It, mm. it doesn't depend on the, you knowing those things to forward the story. Right. Okay. Because technically, you, we you, didn't you know, know that. We you said know, the negative zone. If so. you know, bad guy, we're good. Okay. Yeah. It's very easy to pick up. How it's going to be in five issues in terms of easy to pick out? Yeah, I can't speak on that because I mean, but if you are a longtime fan, you'll see the Easter eggs. Oh my gosh, big time! Because like Like the art's just uh, (laughs) doing it for me. Like it's just sucking me in, man. Yeah, it's I I was blown away. Is Johnny going to read Green Lantern? It's a really Uh, good book. Pretty sure. Just as long as they don't have any ultraviolet lanterns. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) Overall, this book. Good jumping on point. Um, change in the coffee, man. A little bit different taste. Yeah. It's it's good. I like it. Change up if the you're beans. a Green Lantern fan, you're going to love it. Is I'm that a five? I'm not digging I'm the art. Five. Huh? I'm not digging the art. What? Oh, you're crazy, dude. Whoa, don't all <laughs> jump on me at once. Matt Lubick with Kozniak. You guys you don't like the art, art? You know what art I like? Like hyper detailed. You know what You know what I like? Wait, hyper detailed? <laughs> There's plenty of details <laughs> in You this. know what I like? Is it just too old Continue school? Continue, yes. Okay, we're, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. What would you rate it, sir? I'm going to give it a five. No, you know what? I'm going to give it four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. 
I'm what, be fair. I'm not gonna what be took biased. the half off? What took the half off? Um, the first couple pages, kind of the setup was a little bit like threw you off a little bit. Little bit. Yeah. Some of the dialogue, I had to get used to the way he talks again. Right. How? Morrison's very. Morrison. You're gonna whip the out. The way Morrison writes yeah. through other people. The way he t- writes Hal and Guardians when he's writing Aliens, you gotta yeah. be on your game. Yeah. Cause yeah. Because they're talking in their dialect, and he's he's like a translator, so it's very very much like oh wait i gotta read this like yeah. this isn't just yeah. skim yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay all right i guess that leaves me yeah that leaves you Alrighty, i chose to read uh deathstroke the arkham arc that they have going on miss mr uh, christopher priest i may be biased because i really love christopher priest how dare you i know i know <laughs> this is part two so I did kind of mess up because I haven't read part one yet, but from what I'm reading on this, I'm loving it. On art is, oh, that's going to be hard to pronounce. Pasarian? Uh, Pasarian? What, what are you looking for? The artist. Pasarian. Like Pasarian? Yeah. Okay. That's not showing his first name. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. So um, essentially Deathstroke, after the Batman versus Deathstroke arc, he's in Arkham now. And um, the it starts off with him talking to a psychiatrist, and he believes that he's been in and out of Arkham, like he's been leaving and coming back. And she's telling him that he's essentially having these uh, psychotic episodes where he thinks that he's left, but he hasn't. And the whole time she's like, "Well, how would you have escaped if you know you're in here? Like it's Arkham." And essentially, the the whole <laughs> what's funny is the whole arc. While they're talking, they're walking through Arkham. Like he's like, I would have done this, or I would have done that. And he's like, Oh, well, there's there's a, a gas spot right here that I would have used and blown it up. And she's like, There's nothing there. And then they reveal, and there's just like a steel panel or something like that. Very or they're much. walking through the sewers That's and cool. stuff like that. But what's funny is there's a lot of callbacks to um, the uh, Terra arc. How, you know, like everyone always talked about, like, wasn't that girl like 16 and he was, they were like a couple or something. A little weird. And she goes into his psyche like that. She's, she's talks about like his type of personality and everything and how, you know, you like to like dominate women in that way and everything. And then uh, goes into like his relationship with his daughter and everything like that. Like while, while they're walking through Arkham and um, yeah, it, it really pulled me in. It's not super actiony, but it it was the dialogue and everything. The way it was very like. You're getting into his character. You know what I mean? He, he's handled Deathstroke amazingly per- well. Um, yeah. For sure. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, if, if you're worried about, if you're worried about like action and everything like that, not so much this issue. I mean, there were some parts, but it was mainly just the dialogue and the, just how they were just delving into his psyche. I, I really loved it. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I like the art. Yeah. The, the art was cool. Um, you know, I dug the way there's a character in there that's a mute. I dug the way that uh, he handled the dialogue boxes, the way that they communicate and stuff like that. Sweet. So is the, yeah. t- is the title called yeah. Deathstroke Arkham? Yeah. Or, okay. It, it's it's no, issue number 37, but th- that's what they're calling the arc. It's uh, oh, Arkham. It's yeah. the arc. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So like on a pull list, this would only be Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. not a new it's not a new side series or anything oh, like okay, that. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely give this it a, good. a five out of five. Ooh. Yeah. Five there's some brutal five. moments, yeah. but. Spoilers. I, yeah, there's just the way that Priest gets into characters, like especially. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's rad. Yeah. The reveal at the end of that, you're kind of like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see? Dun, dun, dun. Yes, sir. Um, 
I mean, you Whoa, know. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Priest is very famous for doing one of the best runs on Black Panther. He he knows how to how to get into the psyche of a character and I'm show not, you what they're all yeah. about. Yeah. I'm not really interested in Deathstroke because he's a copy of Deadpool, but I think it's the other way around. It's it, the is, other way. it is yeah. the other way around. <laughs> okay, Johnny. All right, I'll give you that. Trying to make a joke. I like that. I like that. Um, all right, gentlemen, shall we move on? Did you rate it? Yeah, you I give it a five oh, out of five. five. Okay, um, shall we move on to our graphic novel tonight? Let's get graphic. Yeah, all right. Dang, you guys are breezing you through do, this. Do you want to do lightning round? We can do lightning round. Well, no, oh, I, I have I, one. I, I'm just wondering, like, which one do we do first? Are we going to do lightning rounds? We can do lightning rounds. Are we going to do lightning rounds? Yeah, let's do lightning rounds. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Do I go first? Yes. Okay, I got one. So I finished the Wolverine, the Long Night podcast. Man, let me tell you, there is a big twist at the end. I recommend everyone to go listen to that podcast because I was not expecting the end, how to end. They <laughs> just an- announced the... Um, the comic, the right? Se- no, the sequel. Oh, what? Is it podcast form or yeah, comic Yeah, podcast form? form. Oh, my golly. Yeah. If you Blaine, if you like Wolverine, I, I would, like Wolverine. I would check out this podcast. It was pretty good. Yeah, Is it a podcast about Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like an audio drama. It's like oh, a okay. murder mystery about With Wolverine. Wolverine. Yep, it's really good. Cool. Yeah, and I, I, the, I didn't see the end coming. It was I, really good. I believe it. The it first came out on Stitcher Premium, yep. and then earlier they were, this year. Yeah. yeah. So I think the sequel is going to come out on Stitcher Premium as well. So it'll then, probably be, but this time next year. Yeah. Normal feeds. Cool. Yeah, but. It's um, pretty good. Yeah, I heard good things. Yeah. John, you might like it too, actually. Yeah, I love podcasts, so. That was definitely less than a minute. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to keep you talking for like 10 more seconds. I'm kidding, so, Matt. Okay. I didn't even time it. You're good. <laughs> You're done. Johnny, you want to go next, sir? Sure. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about uh, Doctor Who, the 13th Doctor, number one. There's a girl uh, now, right? Yeah, okay. Jodie uh, Whitt- Whittaker, I believe her name is. Yeah, she's been in some stuff. Uh, yeah, um, but this comic is uh, written by Jodie Hauser. And the person that's playing her? No, Jody. No, no. Oh, okay. Jodie Hauser. <laughs> uh, the doctor is Jodie Whittaker, I think. Oh, okay. Um, and the art is by Rachel Stott. Uh, and it's from Titan Comics, and it's just kind of following the adventures of the 13th Doctor. Um, and while I haven't really seen that much episodes with the 13th Doctor, this kind of, it, it feels like how the Doctor should be written. Okay. Uh, and it's really well done. Jody Hauser has done some great things before, and I would recommend it to anybody that's a Doctor Who fan. Question. Yeah. Do yeah. they explain why this is the first time that she's changing to a girl? Not in the comic. Okay. Um, the it, it's barely issue number one that just came out uh, this past Wednesday. Right. Um, I don't think they're gonna dive into the comic really. Maybe okay. in the show. Uh, maybe okay. in the show, but like, nah, there's no need. Yeah. It's fine. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, yeah. Jodie Hauser's uh, Eisner nominated. She's written Faith, um, Mother Panic, Orphan Black. Uh, oh, okay. She's got some stuff on her. Yeah, belt. yeah that's yeah. cool. So, yeah, uh, if you like Doctor Who and are interested in the comics, uh, I would pick it up. I'm just, I'm just surprised it took him this long to to make the Doctor a female. You know what I mean? Because there's yeah. been 13 of them. So Lucky I was just curious about 13. that. Yep. Who's next? Roger Blaine. I'll go next. Okay. Um, what you got? So mine's kind of on the fly right now. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> has anybody talked about the Daredevil series? No. New season? No, that's all you, buddy. No. That new season of Daredevil is so awesome. Dude. It was pretty good. Um, am I allowed? <laughs> so, okay, so I can't. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers, yeah. spoilers dude. I'm not, I haven't watched it. No spoilers. Um, there's some really, really awesome character development going on yeah. in the uh, the newest season. I feel like 
It's obviously going to get overshadowed by the second season and what they did with Punisher and how awesome that was with John mm-hmm. Bernthal. But I feel like this season is really, really awesome in terms of a certain someone that gets introduced and gets... It's very well done. Kingpin, very what a villain, man. Oh, what a villain. What a villain. What a villain. And yeah. they have another... Uh, hmm? Good action scene. Yeah. Oh, reminiscent of the hallway. That was the insane scene. how they did that. That's yeah, the yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. about this Ooh. series that's been consistently like a hallmark that movies should like even take note is oh, the yeah. Daredevil fight scenes are some of the best fight scenes I've ever seen choreographed. And we're yeah. talking one take. One yeah, take. This, this we're talking last season one take. doesn't disappoint. There's it was a like a scene. seven minute scene. Yeah. yeah. This, yep. was, this was like one of the longer ones. It, insane. Yeah. I'd say it was like about four. Seven's a long time, man. No, it was long, dude. Was it? It felt like yeah. just like about four or five minutes of solid action. The, there was some dialogue pauses in there, yeah, where, it kept, there. where it kept going. Yeah. It was great, though. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it if nobody's watching it. You don't have to watch The Defenders before getting into Top it. of the it bar in up. terms of the Marvel Netflix stuff. I feel like this is yeah. the well, cream of the crop. Two of them got canceled, so... I, I was worried because of the break because they took so long to come back, but I was right back. It took like into two it. years, right? Yeah, two they years. took great. a very long time. Great, very long time. Great stuff. Yeah, great show. And the actress that plays Karen, uh, Karen? Karen uh, Deborah Ann Wolf, I think. Yeah, there we go. That's her name. She's wonderful, man. Yeah, she's really good. <laughs> I like it, Roger. So. You you want to go next, bud? Um, yeah, no. sure. No, <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean. I, well, you started talking about uh, Daredevil, and I was thinking, well, no, Teresa and I are kind of uh, hip deep in the ha- uh, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, oh yes. I've been hearing very good things about that, that. I think last week, and so we, we started yep. watching that, and that's we're halfway through. It's really good. Scary? It's Man. Uh, no, it's creepy. It's Yeah, it's, it's super creepy, and it's extremely well constructed with uh, awesome character development. I would highly recommend it. Highly oh, recommend. Oh man, it. I have. I don't. Since you guys are recommending these shows, uh, you guys check that Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. That's next up for us. Man, it's good. Uh, if you're, if you guys are a fan of the Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and Robert Hack's uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, it's it's similar to that, and it's actually the story. Uh, for the show is written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Maybe that's why Afterlife with Archie and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina haven't come out in like four years. Um, but it's really good. I would recommend it. Um, I heard that uh, they're actually in a lawsuit right now. Oh, yeah. but You it, heard about that, right? It's like, going to be thrown out. I didn't realize that show was like that dark. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude. It's yeah. Castlevania. For fans of two. Satan. Oh, yeah. uh, Actually, can I, can I get a number three right. on that? Actually, that was going to be my lightning round that was you it? just pulled out. Yeah, Castlevania. When you when you was talking about Hill House, I was like, I got to talk about Castlevania. So I haven't watched it yet. If if you guys have not seen the first season, it's only four episodes. Get caught up. The second season is incredible. The art is amazing. It's hand drawn. A lot of people Dope. forget that. Dope. Written show. by Warren Beautiful. Ellis. Written by Warren Ellis. This man really? delves yep. into every character's Crime background. Crime master doing vampires and justice, that, dude. I'm not joking. The, these action scenes are incredible. They will rival Dragon Ball Super, uh, wow. uh, Attack on Titan. Great, great stuff. Uh, my Hero Academy. Uh, like Amazing action scenes. <laughs> Academia, my bad. It's a very adult Yes, handled. There's no kiddiness going on in this. This is this is for yeah. grown yeah. people. It is very mature. It doesn't blur the line like some of the other like shojo or show. Was it shonen? shonen? I don't even know how to, whatever it's called. Shonen. Um, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's not for 
kids even. No, this no. is a mature show. It's a not great, at all great season two, especially is really kind of like wonderful with the Belmonts and everything. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And the voice casting great. is on Pretty point. Great. It's beautiful. Yeah, everything about it. I highly recommend it, guys. Put it on your queue. That's yeah. up next for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. That's it. Well, now let's go on to our graphic novel of the week, which is, do you want me to intro it or would you like to, sir? Superman Action Comics, uh, volume one. The name of the arc is The Path of Doom. Rebirth. 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 DC Rebirth. DC Rebirth, I'm so Written sorry. by? And that's by the man, the myth, the legend, Dan Jurgens. There we go. King. And art by? The art is by. I think um, it was two different artists. Lit- they rotated. It's, it's Pat. Zercher, Patrick Zerker, yeah. and Tyler Kirkham. Yeah, I've seen Tyler. I'm not familiar with the other guy's name. Patrick um, Zercher is uh, I, really man, good. I actually, loved his art on this. I really did. Yep. So, who wants to start it off? How you go it for off? it. Yeah. Give okay. Us us. Great. So it starts out with the. It's essentially a continuation of the Jeff John Superman. Uh, story that he was doing in the new 52 right before they switched it over he took over the reins for a little bit and after he dies right right this is after the superman of the new 52 dies and we get the old pre-continuity crisis era superman that comes back into the fold and is just trying to live his life with his family and uh, stay out of the hair and not mess with the justice league and live their life but that's just not the case and when there's no Superman in uh, in Metropolis, Lex Luthor decides that he's the man for the job. He's Superman. And he, uh, yeah. And Clark doesn't know how to really deal with this or process this. So he's not sure if he can trust him. He's actually, he knows he can't trust him. But with what happens a little bit later in the book, um, he has to. They have to team up because the threat that is doomsday he can't handle it on his own and that's a big part of this book is teaming up is is you know we need to work together nice um there's a lot of cool stuff behind the scenes it's not just a beat em up doomsday's here fight let's do this there's some characters behind the scenes pulling the strings within mr oz who i'm not going to spoil it I, yeah. I mean it's been spoiled yeah oh yeah about a year ago already yeah but yeah, that's the basis for the book, showing what would happen if you put Superman in the position where he had to protect his family. How far would he go and how much he wouldn't hold back and how you, you, you need to check your bag at the door when Superman's like that because he's very dangerous. He is the Man of Steel in this book. Do they at all explain in this series or in the other series where this Superman has been for New 52? Or is it the kinda, Smiths. Or is it kind of continuous? He lived under the alias the Smiths. They weren't the Kents. They were just living their life trying to be on the like under so the radar. So during New 52, there was technically two Supermans? For a while. Only, they, yeah. At, for a while. At the end. It happened oh, okay. at the end. Gotcha. And the, they had that uh, prelude to Rebirth. American Alien, I believe, right? No, 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 no. That's, that's a different one. Yeah, yeah that's Max, that's Max Landis, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I can't remember the name of the series. But Convergence. It was, it was Convergence. That's when yeah. they blended the universes, Oof. and they oh. ended up, yeah, the Brainiac storyline that not too many people are happy with. I, I understand. Believe me, I get it. That was a bad um, book, I hear. But <laughs> we did one of the good hallmarks that I'm glad that they expanded on was we got pre-crisis Clark back. Yep. This is the guy that we all grew up with. This is the guy that died 
at the hands of Doomsday and they talk about that big time in this book and what it does psychologically to Lois and how she has to lie to her son about how it's all going to be okay when she really doesn't know. And a that, lot of cool stuff going on in this book, man. This is the yeah. action comics book that we needed for a long time. We were just talking about Grant Morrison on Green Lantern. <laughs> I remember when he got announced for new 52's action comics, how excited it was and how much of a disappointment it ended up being. So oh, it sounds yeah. oddly familiar. So right? for, for <laughs> Superman fans in terms of this book and obviously the Superman title that came out with this was on a different level. Probably one of the, the best. Tomasi Gleason. Yeah, probably yeah. The, one of the best Superman runs you've ever seen. This is the premier action comic book. So this has Which, the super family and everything that comes with it, especially yeah. in the next volume too. Great stuff. And that's why I feel terrible that we're reviewing this book. Oh, absolutely. Jonathan's I, not absolutely. here. Absolutely. Jonathan, big shout out to you, dude. I know I couldn't do it justice, but I tried my best, my man. We miss you, bud. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's going to listen. Oh, he will. Oh, he will. <laughs> I'm going to get Absolutely. a text. He knows what text. we're reviewing. He was, ve- uh, he was yeah, very he sad. Does. <laughs> but yeah, um, you guys have anything to add? I feel like I've just been talking. No, you've been doing uh, great, we, man. Yeah, well, this was, I. it was after Bendis has had Superman for a few months now. It was really <laughs> nice to to go back and remember what, you know, a great Superman comic series is like mm-hmm. what I really um, love I'll about this. Uh, sorry, Roger. Go ahead. Please. Uh, uh, what I really love about this book is that Dan Jurgens understands Superman. He knows how he should be written. This is the Superman that, you know, we needed after what we got in the new 52. Absolutely. Um, and, and honestly, like this, this, this book was a delight. Um, I do, obviously it's me. So I have some nitpicks. No, it's um, fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, like sometimes I felt like the Doomsday uh, fight uh, took a little bit longer. I think like reading it issue to issue would have, I would have liked it less, but reading in a trade, I was like, mm, it's okay. For um, sure. I don't like, I, and it's because now in retrospect, I, I know what happened. Right. I don't like Mr. Oz being in here because I know who he is. And I thought that was the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest storyline ever. Um, but, you know. You There's called not, it too. Th- yeah, I did call <laughs> it. There's nothing that could be done about that. It, it was ruined because going into it, you knew who he was. I was like, uh, "This like is that. yeah, right." You know? Okay, but okay. other than that, this book is a delight, and for any Superman fan, I would strongly recommend this book. I mean, uh, Lex Luthor with a mother box, uh, essentially Iron Man suit. Yeah, I'm down for. Yeah, what's, oh, what's that's great. a mother box suit. Oh yeah. What, what's great yep. is that he knows how to write. Uh, not just Superman, each and every character, and the way yeah. that Lex and Superman play off each other is just like perfect. It's like, mm-hmm. man, this feels, this feels like uh, an episode of uh, the Superman the animated series. Two it, two brothers mm. butting heads. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just it's it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Roger. Did you have something else to add? No, I, I um, love this book. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think during the New 52, they had a couple of like Doomsday series or titles yeah. that they were Doom, doing. It was a Doomsday virus. R- and it wasn't well, like it wasn't doing as well. There was right? the Doom book too, Doomed. though. You are correct. Right. Yeah. That's that what came it was. after. That so was Charles Soule. They reintroduced right. Doomsday a little bit differently in the right. New 52. It was a virus that Clark ends yeah. up getting. He really yeah. absorbs it. Yeah. That yeah. turns him into what Doomsday had. And right. that was that started off really good. It did. It, did. it, it had did. so much potential. It was so awesome. And then but then they out. made it well they, well the problem is they dragged it out for yeah. like a year and it yeah. they morphed into a brainiac story. Yep. Yeah. Um and that it was took like twenty ever to develop because it was forever. You, yeah. there were so many crossovers in time. Lowest superpowers. They should have just yeah. did the ten issues instead of like the fifteen to twenty it actually but was. Yeah, yeah. it ended that, up yeah. yeah over over twenty issues long. It yeah. just right. it was a story that took forever Great to premise, tell bad and it didn't you know what yeah. started off so good. Good setup. It just 
it just like kind of changed. That was actually uh, Charles Soul. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that, that's what's great about this series is you could tell Dan Jurgens was like, let me show you how to write Doomsday. And then just brought it back. And he created this Yeah, he did this. Man. This story yeah. was a hallmark to his Wait, old Dan story. Dan Jurgens yeah. created Doomsday. Oh, yeah. He yeah. wrote the arc that killed Superman. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. So him going back to this, there's nobody else that should be handling this character. Yeah. He created Booster Gold, too. Yeah. He's, right? yeah. he's the man. Yeah. He is the man. Make no, make no breaks about it. That is the king. Of soups. Jonathan has said many times he's the reason why he's into comics. For sure. Dan yeah. He's a good writer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to compare too many writers to a character that have that much of a relationship, a history of working with each other. I can't think of probably anybody else. Nobody that has that relationship with a character in modern day stuff. Where this is like how writers uh, used to be, you know? There's really no one else. Dan Slott. Yeah, I was going to say, Dan Slott's Spidey is Doesn't come good. close, though. It's pretty Jergens, good. Jurgens has been writing this character since you and me were like five and oh, six yeah. years old. We were kids. Well, ten years well, of Spider-Man. Well, he didn't write him for a long time, too. But yeah. uh, Well, he took he a break. Written, yeah. written a lot. Back and of, forth, yeah. But for him to come back, and the, if you read this, it's good. It doesn't feel like you're reading something that's old. It, yeah. It, Quality, it's, yeah, it's for, nonstop for someone that likes the beats. His his biggest work is like in the '90s. You know, it, it's not. It doesn't feel like no. a '90s comic. It, no, it right. doesn't well, feel dated. And, and the death of Superman is is widely viewed as one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic, Superman story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. uh, this actually is a better story, definitely. Um, but to be able to come back. You know, having written a story like the death of Superman back in the 90s and and a lot of other story arcs after that, you know, to come back and write this, um, he still knows the character. Without missing a beat. You know, didn't miss a beat. And it it wasn't just this volume. I mean, this series carried on for great series. 40 issues. Yeah. Great series. And it was uh, bi-weekly, I think. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. This and Detective when they twice both a month biweekly were great. <laughs> These two books were the two books that were the two pillars for the DC Rebirth relaunch, along with the other Superman book. Yeah. In a lot of people's opinion, you can say what you want about the Batman book. Those other three, you can't argue. You can't yeah, make I mean, an argument against them. Oh, and the Flash, the Wally thing. Detective Flash was good too, yeah, but good. those books were consistently amazing. good, um, especially Superman. Yeah. Especially Superman. Yep. Detective was awesome too with Tinian on it, but this book yeah. you. The the prelude to this, the Lois and Clark, mm-hmm. great, that, great think, stuff. It was either oh, yeah. you or Jonathan said I needed to read great that. Great stuff, really good. Great stuff. When he's in hiding and everything mm-hmm. that he does, yeah, he's living he, his he life was as at the, the battle of uh, the Justice League, the New Fifty Two yeah. Justice League, when they fought. Mm-hmm. He was on one of the buildings mm-hmm. watching them. Mm-hmm. He almost jumped it's, in. It's, requ- it's not required reading, but yeah. man, it helps. It's cool. It answers a lot of questions. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Our, all right. All right. Is this? What do you want to rate it, sir? I think I know. What I'm going to give it a five. It's five for me. Five. It's okay. Four if and you want a half. To say four and a half. <laughs> it is four and a half. <laughs> it's all good, buddy. Yeah, I I prefer the Superman book. Um, oh man, super yeah. Superman's amazing too, man. Superman but but this one's beautiful. really really good. Well, and I think the thing with this one is because I I I love Superman too, um, but this was, you know, this book's titled Action Comics. Mm-hmm. Action and in this storyline, that's you get that start to finish nonstop. There's yeah. great storytelling too. But it's Batman versus Super Lex versus Doomsday. Wonder Woman know, versus Doomsday. Woman yeah, I mean, and there's action all the way through this book. 
And I remember when Rebirth started, I was so happy that they put the action back in Action Comics because in the New 52, uh, Grant Morrison, there was no action. Mm -mm. You know, it was, you know, a long, drawn-out, 20-issue story arc that was okay. Mm -hmm. You know? He wasn't, it wasn't good for him to be on that book. And that turned into Doom. But this is, this is fantastic. You want a, you want a great Superman story loaded with action, nonstop, front to back. Pick this book up. Hallmark Superman book for when sure. When you see the suit, the original Doomsday suit, him just show up. The containment suit. You know, you know what's going down. Yeah. You know it, it there's something ready. Something's gonna pop up. Great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Beautiful. Beautiful. And again, Jonathan, you're here in spirit. Miss you, buddy. <laughs> we love you, man. Sorry we reviewed it without you. Shall we move on to news, Mr. Johnny? Sure, we can do that. Time for some news. Not a lot of news this week. I don't know what's going on. People are just like not into comics or something. But yeah, we get Guardians of the Galaxy is getting a old man Logan treatment with a new Marvel series called Old Man Quill. Okay. Uh, written by Ethan Sachs <laughs> and uh, artist Robert Gill. Rogers. Rogers. Space palm. Old man Quill. Uh, and then uh, here's an, the last piece of news: is uh, DC is releasing Watchmen uh, and other comics under the. Okay, here we go. Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, and All Star Superman. And more. Uh, and Batman White Knight uh, under the Black Label. Okay. Uh, and I guess this is just to put something on the black label because they only have one book. And so to re- far, reprint yeah. them too, right? Um, and to reprint them, I guess. To give like the black right. label some so something. If you haven't bought Watchmen yet, when you buy it now, it'll be yeah. under the black label. I don't I like that. I don't that. like that. Yeah. it's, it's What's the point? It, to make to, Alan to Moore bo- mad? To, that, bo- but, to boost black label. But that doesn't establish it as a, as a side label. All that's... I don't understand. Why don't you just produce content? It's, well, I think it's to indicate which content uh you know in dc's library is comparable adult to what you're for more mature audience okay why isn't it an essential it's watchmen it's both it's only being reprinted as this for right now okay but they're also doing um new frontier on black label which is like this is what doesn't make sense but that's all ages yeah right so what they're doing is they're bringing all these classic books to boost the uh, what's the word appeal of that? The imprint. boost the imprint basically yeah. to make it more um, approachable uh, to, uh, approachable to make it appeal to more people short of a few panels I don't see why New Frontier should be right. I got really excited when you said New Frontier I want to I don't read understand it right why now. that would yeah no definitely I, I do know yeah. but that, that's I the thing it. I think it's just the, um, obviously it has dark elements John Henry like I, I, sure, I get but, it but yeah, yeah that's weird that but they're gearing it towards that's a teaching method I think it's just because and you know, I'm not trying to judge them or anything. It's just because th- this black label launch has been so uh, like they mediocre. Only have one ti- it's one literally title. one title, one issue, and it's been like three months. What's the next that's, slated title? Yeah, I mean, that's on DC. That's yeah, their, their um, it's another uh, Batman series with. Um, wait, wasn't black White Knight under the black? White Knight is okay. White, white Knight, Knight was re- re- but it's coming back out too. There's white a new Knight was white Knight only. Okay. Okay. only with the graphic novel is it going to be in the right black label did you print? read white knight sean murphy right yeah, yeah. Um, like real quick though because i i just a minute ago i said that 
uh, New Frontier was an all ages book. It's not. It's I not, just yeah. reminded you. You just yeah. <laughs> the, the stuff with John Henry John Henry Irons Irons stuff. Is, there, yeah. There's a couple of scenes in that Pretty book heavy. that are really heavy. Heavy. heavy One heavy. of the na- narrators so, blows out his brains too. Yeah. You remember that? In the oh beginning? yeah. Oh yeah. I have a so yeah. So disregard what I said about that. Hal Jordan and the pilot fighting that pilot. Um, All Star Superman is also going to be in Black Label. Um, Kingdom Come, uh, The Killing Joke, and uh, The Long Halloween. Uh, are all going to be on black label. So a lot of Batman. Stuff. I don't know how I feel about Let's that. Let's see. Uh, yeah. So Long Halloween or any of it. Batman Year know. One, um, Dark Knight Strikes Again, Master uh, Dark Knight Master Race, uh, Luthor, The Joker, Arkham Asylum. Uh, I already said the Killing Joke. Azarello's. Uh, Batman Year One Hundred, Superman Red Sun, Black Orchid. Uh, Orchid. Um, Batman Dark Victory, Batman Haunted Night, and Catwoman when in Rome. So they're just re-releasing a bunch of stuff under yeah. the black label. But wait a minute. Re- uh, Superman Red Sun, that, that should be like, they should have an Elseworlds line where it's just Elseworlds. Right. They, they haven't That's what used it used the, to be under. They haven't used the Elseworlds world's, uh, title logo. or line or logo in like years. Why'd they get it. rid of it though? I love their Elseworlds Elseworld stories, cool. man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cool. And then um, uh, what is it? Batman... Uh, um, the one where he's uh, hunting down Jack the Ripper. Why can't I think of it? It's like oh. steampunk. Oh, oh, that's um, Gotham. Gotham by there we go. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, stories that's like that. Yeah. Like it's all else was cool. I feel like this is just padding. Yeah, Red, Red Sun's. <laughs> I mean, it's dark, but it's not that dark. Right. You know, there, to where there's you know? nothing really. I mean, there's some dark stuff in here, but like Long Halloween. No. Nah. I don't. Yeah, I don't mm. get that either. It, it's it's like I said, it's padding to a. Lackluster launch. It's a run of detective comics with a different artist. But if if Long Halloween's going to be on there, then Haunted Night needs to be on there. It is. It is. All the Jeff Loeb, Tim. All the Jeff Loeb stuff. Okay. I have a piece of news. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Irons got cast as Ozymandias in Watchmen series. What? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy. Oh yeah, Jeremy Irons. Sorry. He's Butler. We don't do movie news. He's Alfred right now. I just thought it might be interesting. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm Watchmen. Gonna watch because the Watchmen series it counts for sure. It's it's Watchmen happened. Watchmen and it's continuing from that. So we will see characters probably. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But Damon Lindelof. When are we getting that? Probably next year. Next summer. Probably next summer. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, that's what's happening with the Black Label. Okay. Any other news, sir? That's it. All right. Should we move on to trivia? Sure. Wait, I have questions. We're going to do questions? You have questions? We can do questions. No, we do trivia first and then questions. Okay, we're going to do trivia first. Are we going to do trivia first? Yeah. Well, Roger's stepping away. If I do trivia right now... He's Roger's getting, a, getting some he's candy. He's getting a candy. Okay. And the dude has like seven points. What are you talking about? Roger has seven points? He has a lot of points. I know that. He's. Wow. I think he has four. <laughs> I have to check. <laughs> he re- he has access to the email. <laughs> no, I have them all in a doc. They're not in the email. But they, they come in through oh, that's the email. True. That's true. But he's gotten some wrong, though. So I don't know how that he, works. He, he doesn't read I the email. Don't read the email. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to choose a question from our boy David Revis over here. Oh, sweet. Because he's not here this week, so we c- I can choose a question. We miss you, David. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm totally ethical. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All right, so, again, <laughs> if you know the answer to the question, you're going to go last. Raise your hand and tell me what if you think you know. Um, I'm going to tell you the question for multiple choice answers. If you want to send in a question to the show to help stump the audience, send me an email with uh, a comic book question. For multiple choice answers, please note the correct one in your email. Oh, that is totally terrible. 
Um, contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. So there we go. Okay. So is everybody ready? Yes. Okay. So according to David Revis, over the years, S.H.I.E.L.D. acronym has stood for three different titles. What was S.H.I.E.L.D.'s original title? Everybody ready? Uh-huh. C. No, hold on. A, Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage and Logics Division? Logistics Division? B, Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division? C, Strategic Homeland Intervention Inter- Enforcement and Lo- Logistics Division? Or D, Secret Headquarters of Intelligence Espionage and Law Division? Do I need to repeat those? No. I want to say C. Okay. Blake is saying C. I will say D. Johnny's saying D. Blaine or Roger? A. A? They said it in the Iron Man Can you say A again one more time, please? A was Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage and Logistics Decorative. And what was B? B is Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. What was C? with A? Yeah. What was C again? C was Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. Okay, I'm going to go with C, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm going C. Can okay, you, so I need the answer. Wait, I, I'm confused. Who said what again? I said D. D. Me and Blaine said C. C and Roger was what? A. A. The answer is B. Cut! <laughs> oh <my laughs> Supreme God. Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. Good job, Dave. You stuck the whole that panel. Iron Man film. No, it's from the, the, it was the what was the original Shield acronym? I only go off of what Iron Man <laughs> and the said. Movies. Okay, well, good job. No one gets a point. That's the thing. Right. Though. Phil Coulson said it. Uh, Kayla gets a point, but Phil Coulson did say it. It's just like who's lying anyway. The points don't matter. They kind of with this. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kinda, yeah. All right. You get you get pride. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Okay, is that it? That was trivia, man. That was no trivia. No one got a point. That so was quick. Yeah. Um, do we have any listener questions? I have one from Frank. Okay. So according to Frank, thanks for sending in a question to ask the guys, Frank. Uh, he says, so I need some help getting comics for about six months. I am going back to a place that doesn't have any LCS for a long time, for a long distance. But I don't want to miss the story. Is there any service that I can mail physical books to my house like... Yes, I like to collect them and get them digitally. Then I can start my poll back when I get home. As always, you guys have an amazing show. Thanks for the endless enjoyment, Frank. I I got this one. I know one, too. Okay. (laughs) Look at Rob's Um, face. That was hilarious. Horizon (laughs) Comics offers this service by Horizon Comics where he will send you comics from his shop. I think it's called Horizon Comics. Right, Roger? (laughs) That sounds Sounds right. Yeah. What were you going to we'll say? Go with that. That's Sa- it. Same thing? Yeah. Okay. What were, uh, Blaine, what, what were you going to say? Huh? What was your answer? I wasn't going to say anything. Okay, cool. And Roger, what's your answer? Horizon <laughs> Comics? Hit me up. <laughs> Frank? We do that all the time. We ship We ship uh, orders all around the world. Not as much as we used to, but, but we still do that. So there you go, Frank. If you want to get your comics anywhere you are, just hit up Roger and he'll get you set up with that order. Was that it for the list? That's the only one I had in the email. Okay, Blaine, what is your question for us tonight? About anything. <laughs> Off the top of your head. We need some Carlos cool. questions, yeah. too. 
like a cool comic key. See, question. this is this is the thing. We need uh, more questions from all of you listeners. We yes. get like what one every three weeks. That's not good. We want questions. We want to interact with you. Where's Send our double questions. dose of Lowe's? Yeah. Yep. Best we, comic of the week unanimously right here. We say it at the same time. I want you guys to tell me your favorite comics of the week. I mean, this week or any week. <laughs> this week, any week. That's Isn't it. that what we did for the? So it's all of these books. I mean, sure? that, that's why we brought them. <laughs> Well, well, there might have been an indie have. book that somebody yeah. read. Hey, I've been oh. reading Invincible. I'm almost done. I'm but this week, this week, this current, week. current, current. I'm almost so at the week. end. <laughs> yeah, mine current. was the one that I bought. That's what I always okay. do. What about you, Blake? I really enjoyed Green Lantern, man. I mean, I really enjoyed Green Lantern. Me too. The art just was beautiful, and it's nice reading Morrison again. You know? About what you about boss? you, Roger? I only read one book. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. So no, that was good. Yeah, yeah. it was good. But I can't. I can't judge we'll all the other yeah. books. Yeah, I yeah, know for sure. So it's yeah, like we we a favorite child. As you can see, we need more questions. Please send them in. Yeah. There you go. Okay, I got one. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is what I'm was excited. the name? Since you read oh, Green Lantern, this is going to kind of be directed at you. Whoa. Oh, there was a Green Lantern in this issue that was a living pathogen. I knew you were going to pick that one. What was the name of the Yellow Lantern that was its counterpart? Aren't all oh, pathogens living? Yeah, uh, but he was, I'm, I'm not going to get it. But I, I know who you're talking about because they talked about him in uh, uh, Sinestro War. Sinestro. That's I can't question. remember. Technically, all I can tell you the one from the Green Lantern Corps. It was phlegm or something like that. Nobody really cares. No, I can't. (laughs) I can't. That's my question. Well, it's more of like not like a trivia question. You can name any disease. It's more like. Do you have a general question? Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a general question? Like you know, like you're gonna pick a a, you know team versus team. Who would you go? Stuff like that. You know what I mean? You don't. All right. I love the next behind the scenes. I don't know. That's my answer to your question. Hey, Blake. That's a good poll. Yes. Do we promote the stream yet? Uh, no, we haven't. You know, if you guys love listening to us, you're going to love watching us. Yes. So check out the stream, guys. Not me. Check out these sexy faces. Is anybody streaming us? Uh, oh, hold on. We're not getting streamed? <laughs> Give me a sec. Come back to me. Okay. What? <laughs> We're not getting streamed on. All right. No, cool. Let's move along. All right. So um, should we just do previous? No. You want to tell them about the stream? Twitch. I told him about the Twitch. stream. Twitch. TV. Oh, yeah. Slash Twitch. Horizon TV. Comics. Yep. Slash Horizon Come watch comics. us. Friday night. It's yeah. fun. Friday night is roughly around 8 o'clock. Yeah. Can they watch you like site. on their Xbox and their PlayStations? If you have yeah, Twitch, Twitch, yeah. yeah. And you do it on your cool. Yeah. And uh, there's a Twitch app on your phone, too. You can That's watch it so on your phone. Cool. Yeah. Yes. While you're driving, you can watch us. No. Don't, don't do that. Oh, we do not. We do not endorse We don't promote that. If you watch the stream, you get the free pre-show and post-show kind of thing. Yeah. So, good stuff. Do you get the uh, 18 takes of uh, him trying to start the show? And yeah. Every More like 20. But <laughs> yeah. and, and every night, Johnny drops an F-bomb in the pre-show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This is Horizon After Dark like it should be. Rated R. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing. Come to Horizon After Dark, guys. We'd love to see you. We play D&D. We play board games. Lots of good stuff. Yep. How many uh, streamers do we have right now? We had one. What? Do you know who it is? So we can uh, shout out. It might have been Bryce. Bryce, shout out to Bryce. Thank hey, you for watching us, Bryce. Hey, Bryce, what's up? What's next? Can we please just, can, can we please? We're going to move on I'm, to previews. I'm in hell, please. We're, we're going to move on to previews. Johnny, you can go. It's okay. We're done. All righty. So uh, next week, oh, this is a really good book. Yeah, no, this is actually the FOC spotlight segment oh, my where bad. you tell people that they have uh, 10 days to let me know whether or not they want these books because the order caught off. 
for this set is November 10th. 10th. Uh, Which is no, that's not right. Tomorrow. <laughs> Some big titles. <laughs> no, that's there. the 19th. The 19th. 19th. November okay, 19th. Cool. Big November titles 19th. On there, you guys. So Ooh. if you if you want to order any of these books, uh, hit me up in shop uh, by email. Give me a call. Um, however. You want to get in touch with me? Let me know, uh, and we can add these books to your pool. Run Batman down who laughs, list. you guys. How how long has this been a new thing that you've been doing? This? About six weeks. Six months. Okay, I'm behind on <laughs> listening. Okay, so uh, it looks like Black Hammer is that supposed to be Cthulhu? Yeah, Cthulhu. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this book. We got uh, Jeff Lemire on so it. You've been have you been reading Black Hammer? That's Cthulhu. Cthulhu. It's Louise. No, that's, that's the cool. name of the guy who's doing the cover. I like it. Oh, is it Cthulhu Louise? The way no, that they printed it's it out, it's, it's very. It's Cthulhu Black Cthulhu Hammer Cthulhu Louise. Yeah. Cthulhu Louise. Cthulhu Louise. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, and next we have Hellboy Winter Special 2018 cover with Mr. Mignola. I always have a hard time saying his name. Mignola. I don't know. Yeah. Say it again. Mignola. Like Mignola? Okay. Like filet mignon. Uh, we have mignon. Batman Annual Number Three. That's going to be Tom Taylor and Mr. Otto Schmidt on uh, art. Tom Taylor, huh? Mm-hmm. Otto Schmidt. And then uh, oh, Brian cool, Hitch is doing it. a cover. That's cool. Um, we have the Batman Who Laughs Number One of Six. This is uh, being written by Mr. Scott Snyder himself. Ooh, Jacques is going to be on Let's art, do and he's this. doing the covers. Uh, Roger. We have Goddess Mode mm. number one that's being written by Zoe Quinn. Unfortunately, I don't know who that is. Uh, Robbie Rodriguez is going to be on the art. Do you, you don't have to read everyone. Just kind of like uh, him ones yeah, that yeah. I like. <laughs> the, the, bi- the big hitters. Okay. Yeah, got it. Well, like Goddess Mode. Goddess Mode says it's by DC Comics, so it's probably going to be a new book on the Vertigo right. imprint. So it's going to be Art House Indie. Nice. Uh, we have Marvel Action Heroes number one. We have uh, Ares 9 Darkness. That's going to be a one-shot from Image Comics. Uh, we have Spawn Kills Everyone 2, number one of four, <laughs> uh, by Mr. Todd McFarlane, Image Comics. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Champions Annual. That's going to be by Mr. Jim Sub. We have... Uh, <laughs> What's so funny? Yeah. You, Blake. Okay, we have <laughs> Mr. We have Defenders Best Defense by Marvel Comics, Mr. Al Ewing or Ewing? Ewing, 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 Ewing. Okay, we have Infinity Wars, Fallen Guardian from Marvel Comics. Jerry Dugan is writing. That's the conclusion. The conclusion. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. We have uh, Marvel SH Adventures. Marvel Superheroes Adventures. Superheroes Adventure. Is that the the one for kids? Yeah. All okay. Yeah, uh, Captain Marvel, Frost Giants, nine, number one, being written by Leah Williams. Seasons Beatings, I like that. Uh, that's Marvel Comics, Jason Latour. Um, and then we have Superior Spider-Man, number one. Ooh, what? Christos Cage, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't care about that. Okay. It's a Spider-Geddon tie-in. And then we have X-Force, number one, Marvel Comics. That is Ed Brisson, or Brisson? Brisson. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And that there will do it. There's some good ones in there. So yeah. make sure to hit up Roger before 1119. 1119 is the last day, right? That is final order cutoff cool. for those books. If final you order cutoff. Getting a copy. Yep. Um, next, just as a reminder, next week, uh, Uncanny X Men mm-hmm. number one is coming Ooh. out. Uh, we should have plenty of copies. We'll, we'll probably review that, right? Um, somebody will. Is that <laughs> Ed Brisson, too? 
no. No, that is. It's a rotating um, crew. Rosenberg. It, there's a few different artists and writers on it. It's a weekly book. Oh, they're yeah. going to rotate. They're going to yeah. rotate. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting one every week. I think it's not from now to the end, the, of the, end of the year. Yeah, Whoa. The end of the year. Okay. Like eight, there's nine like issues. Twelve books listed. Twelve, already, yeah, so. something like that. Jeez. It's uh, Matthew Rosenberg. Matthew Rosenberg. Matthew Rosenberg. Nice. And Kelly Thompson. Kelly okay. Thompson. Okay. And Mahmoud Ashra. All right. And calm Perry down. Perez. Calm down. Oh man, this is a great team. Yeah. Okay. They got some good people on Ed there. Ed Brisson, Matthew Rosenberg, and Kelly Thompson. Yeah. So those are the writers. There so you go. It's gonna yeah. be a bi-weekly title. No, weekly. 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 It's weekly. same. It's gonna be a rotating creative team. Yeah. Good luck. Kind of like what they did with Avengers No Surrender. Yeah. Which right, was really right, good. Right. That off pretty well. Yeah. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. I think that was Al Ewing and then Charles Holt. So and Mark Wade. No, 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 no. no. It was Al Ewing, One. Jim Zub, and, and Mark Wade. Jim Zub and Mark Wade, yeah. and they rotated. It's, a, yeah. it's only 10-part weekly. This is the okay. Bishop team, oh, yeah. correct? The what? This is the team that's got Bishop on it. And no, that's X-Force. This a- is Uncanny X-Men. AOE Nightcrawler. This is every X Men no, right Nightcrawler now. Nightcrawler with he's, a beard. He's right. It's AOA of AOA Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this isn't the X Force team. It's every no, X Men. It's Bishop. Bishop's yeah. Yeah. yeah Bishop yeah, yeah. Nightcrawler. Yeah. But in I'm, the, I'm in glad the, to see Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler back. That's cool. In the key art, it was every X Men. Was it? Yeah. So we're gonna be a little bit of everybody. Yeah. That's just issue one's cover. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, um, if you guys want to keep up with us social media wise, Mr. Blaine, where can they find you? Um. Do you even have an email? I do. You know I do. That was a silly. He question. doesn't use Twitter, guys. I, I don't use Twitter, you guys. I'm on Facebook. Um, Instagram? Do you use that? I am on Instagram. Use that. Wait, you were on Twitter for a bit. I was on Twitter, but I don't use it. You don't use okay. it. Okay. Um, well. There you go. I'm okay. not a big social media guy. Okay. Maybe they'll you. maybe they'll see you around the shop, right? Yeah. Mr. Roger? Sure. At Horizon Comics. Sure. <laughs> Facebook, sure. Instagram. Love it, man. <laughs> okay. At Horizon Comics. At Horizon Comics. At Horizon Comics. And I'm at Horizon Comics. Right now. Literally. You yep. are Horizon yep. Comics. Johnny? Uh, I'm a social media influencer. Okay. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny 2 x 4 Nice. That's not true. It's definitely not true. <laughs> Matt, where can we find you, sir? At the Hydra 55 on everything. Nice. And I actually realized uh, I've been giving out my Twitter handle wrong. Yeah, I you thought have. I was <laughs> the SWAT cat. <laughs> that's, nope, that's your Instagram. <laughs> nope. I'm the radical SWAT cat and there's no 86 in there. So uh, if you guys want to follow me, I am on Facebook. Uh, Blake Todd Starling. I was dumb when I set up my uh, Facebook and I put my middle name. Blake Todd so. Starling is your name. Yeah. You, you can edit that. I like that. I know. I, I need to it. edit it. Don't change but, it. But, you know. Um, we appreciate you guys listening and we really miss you, Johnny. I'm Jonathan. <laughs> Johnny's right there. I miss and you that's too, how I'm going to end the show. Can I say something real quick? Absolutely. Sure. Um, John, I miss you a lot. I don't know if you're looking on Twitch right now. Probably nope. not. Uh, bummed that you weren't here tonight, dude. Um, I would have loved to review this book with you. Free the homie, Jonathan. So I know you're doing your thing home. out there. Congratulations, bro. And I love you. And that's it. Jonathan, I can never replace you, and I'm glad you finally let me meet your mom. Stay tuned for Multiversity University. After this. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing ever. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. 
Well, last time we talked about the Silver Age, we basically left off with the creation of Spider-Man. But I don't want to give the impression that Marvel created Fantastic Four, and then because of the success of Fantastic Four, they then went the next year and created Spider-Man. I mean, that's what they did, but there were some things that actually happened in between the creation of the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man that we need to talk about. Now, um, one of the reasons that Spider-Man came along late in 1962, uh, as you recall, was because Martin Goodman, uh, who was the publisher at that time, was not keen on the idea of this Spider-Man character. Now, it wasn't that he didn't want to create any other superheroes after the Fantastic Four, because after all, the Fantastic Four had been more successful than Goodman had even anticipated that they would be, and so he was more than happy to have some more superhero comics going. Uh, It was just that he wasn't thrilled with the idea of having a teenage superhero that was the main character, essentially the star of the show. Now, it wasn't that there weren't other teenage superheroes around. By this time, we had Supergirl. Of course, Superboy had been around for a while, and we also had the Legion of Superheroes, all teenagers. But the thing is, all of those characters from DC were associated with Superman in some way. After all, Superboy was the adventures of Superman when he was a boy, Supergirl was Superman's cousin, and the Legion of Superheroes had been inspired by Superboy. So these other teenage superheroes were related to an adult hero that was already very popular. And Goodman was really not sure that a teenage hero that wasn't related to any other character like that uh, could really uh, carry the uh, carry the title and of course we know that he was very wrong about that and uh, eventually of course late in 1962 in August as a matter of fact um, he did relent and allow Stan Lee to put out Spider-Man in Amazing Fantasy number 15 and Spider-Man would of course become the face of the company but prior to that, in 1962, there were some other characters that made their debuts. Uh, for example, um, in Fantastic Four number four, we get the first Silver Age appearance of Namor the Submariner. He had, uh, of course, disappeared after the Golden Age. There was a brief attempt to revive him in the Atomic Age that was not very successful. Um, another character uh, that got introduced was in Fantastic Four number five, Doctor Doom. And, of course, uh, Doctor Doom has been around ever since as one of the more popular villains in the Marvel Universe. Um, But a character that made his debut in May of 1962, three months before Peter Parker would become Spider-Man, was the Incredible Hulk. Now, um, the Hulk was another creation of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Um, The inspiration for the Hulk, and it makes sense when you think about uh, what he looks like, was basically Frankenstein, but they wanted to do a combination of Frankenstein and Jekyll and Hyde um, because Stan Lee really liked uh, Frankenstein, and uh, they also, Lee and Kirby, both liked the idea of this uh, Jekyll and Hyde transformation, of having a character that would change in 
some way. Um, the other thing that caused them to create the Hulk was that they found that the Thing was the most popular of the Fantastic Four. And so they wanted another character that would in some ways be similar uh, to the Thing in terms of his power set. And so this inspired them to um, go ahead and create the Incredible Hulk. Now, um, a lot of us know that uh, the Hulk, although he is now known to be green, of course, originally started off as gray. Um, but the reason he ended up becoming green was because in the first issue, the gray color that Stan Lee had chosen uh, was problematic. They kept having trouble getting it just right. And when the issue finally hit the stands on different panels and on different pages the gray color kind of shifted from a lighter gray to a darker gray and sometimes it actually shaded all the way into green and when Stan Lee actually looked at the first issue after it was released he decided that he liked the green ones better and so uh, starting with issue number two uh, the Hulk became green and uh, became identifiable with the way that uh, we think of him today um now, of course, as we know, the Hulk's alter ego is Bruce Banner. And uh, Stan Lee has said the reason he picked Bruce Banner for the name was because he liked alliterative names. This is why um, Spider-Man was Peter Parker and why we get J. Jonah Jameson and Pepper Potts and all these other kinds of alliterative names. And Lee said that the main reason he picked alliterative names is because they were easier for him to remember. Unfortunately... Bruce Banner was uh, one that seemed more difficult for him to remember because um, later on, he began writing some Hulk stories where he referred to him as Bob Banner rather than Bruce Banner. Um, now, this was at a time when fans were writing letters into the comic companies and of course fans who at this point were really interested in continuity uh, began writing in letters saying wait a second we thought he was Bruce Banner how did he become Bob so uh, they later on actually wrote a story um, in which they said that his actual name was Robert Bruce Banner and so that has uh, that has been his name ever since um, now, the, uh, the thing about the Incredible Hulk is that uh, that first series actually ended with issue number six. Uh, the Hulk apparently didn't sell well enough to continue, and so uh, he was canceled in 1963. Uh, now, that doesn't mean he disappeared from the Marvel Universe. He continued to appear regularly in other comics. He made several appearances in Fantastic Four. Um, of course, he was in Avengers, um, and, uh, and so he was still around. But what ended up happening is about a year and a half after uh, the Hulk had been canceled, Jack Kirby got a letter from a college dorm. And this letter from the college dorm said that they had adopted the Hulk as their mascot. Now, this took place in 1964. And so Kirby took this to Stan Lee, and they both realized that the Hulk had perhaps become a bit more popular than they had anticipated, and that perhaps he could begin carrying his own stories again. Now, they didn't give him his own title. What they did is they put him in um, Tales to Astonish, um, in which, uh, and he uh, continued to appear in Tales to Astonish as the uh, key character in there and then um, 
appeared in that up until issue number 102 when they decided to retitle Tales to Astonish the Incredible Hulk. And, uh, and of course, that was the title for the rest of that time. Now, um, like many of the other characters in both the DC and Marvel and other universes, uh, the Hulk has gone through a lot of changes over time. Um, in the beginning, uh, when Bruce Banner was the Hulk, he was actually quite a bit more intelligent than he's portrayed as being today. Um, he would, for example, speak in complete sentences. And although he wasn't like genius level, like uh, Bruce Banner was when he was not uh, the Hulk, he did uh, have a much higher level of intelligence than he was depicted as uh, having later. Um, their explanation for this was that in The Incredible Hulk number four, uh, Bruce Banner had actually been cured of uh, having the powers of the Hulk, but Banner decided he didn't want to give up those powers. He could use them for good, so he created a gamma ray machine that would cause him to change into the Hulk. But um, they explained that overusing the machine caused his transformations to become more unstable. Um, it also made him less intelligent, uh, more savage, more childlike, and it impaired his memory uh, when he turned into the Hulk. And so that's how he became the character that we uh, came to know later. Um, but the Hulk, ever since his, uh, his first appearance, has, of course, been a mainstay of the Marvel Universe. And even though he might have had a little bit of a rough start, uh, he has been obviously one of Marvel's key and more popular characters um, ever since then. And, of course, is another one of those classic Stan Lee, Jack Kirby creations that Marvel used to propel themselves to the top of the comic book business. So... Thank you very much for uh, listening tonight, and I hope you'll join us next time as we talk about another of the characters created in 1962, Thor.